0: What up, everybody? Oasis hey. Podcast. I think it's week thirty. We, we're I legit. Week, think we're it's week in week Seventeen
1: hundred. Like this is this is a top five hundred Christian young adult college podcast in the world. Excited to have you guys
0: here. I've always I've always dreamed of being on the top five hundred podcast. The <laughs> Same. Like as a little boy before oh, podcasts yeah. even <gasps> exist, I think it was a prophetic word. That. Speaking of prophecy, we're talking about spiritual gifts today. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. I, I'm I actually do have this. a word for you, brother. <laughs> Let's talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> We're talking uh a little bit of our new series is coming up. Yeah. It'll be following this Sunday and for the next three weeks after. We're kicking off the year with a little bit of apologetics. Uh we did it last last year. Mm-hmm. Uh Kind of, what We yeah. did a can uh, Ask Us Anything series and got to dive into some awesome topics, and, and I think it was just really beneficial for our people and for us yeah. as pastors to talk through some of that and to really plan out that sermon series. So we want to do it again. Yeah. I think it's just a great start to the year, get some of the questions answered that we hear. And because of that, we wanted to do this podcast, even though our podcasts and our sermons work most of the time pretty separate. We wanted yeah. to do almost a series sneak peek. Just to kind of yeah. give you a behind-the-scenes picture of why we chose a series like this, what's going to go into it, how would we flesh out these ideas, and really, why is it important? That's good. Yeah. So the series will be called True or False. And we're going to give three distinct statements and answer those with a true or false. But before we do any of that, <laughs> I've got some special true or false for my two co-hosts Let's here, go. Ben and Jana. And the first one, true or false, oh, Sears... The department store yeah. used to sell limousines.
2: True.
1: We got I mean, one true. I think it ha- I mean, yeah, I I want to be the guy who just says false just to say <laughs> opposite of Jaina, but I think it's, okay. it's true because I don't know why you'd ask it. It is false. Oh. They used to sell houses. <laughs> so oh mean. really? Isn't that
2: crazy? <laughs> now they just the sell <laughs> everything, so sense. everything yeah. you put in your
0: house. Yeah, it comes from C <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Essentially they built the house for you. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> the inventor of the frisbee. Great guy. Yeah, legend. Was was turned into a Frisbee after he died. True or false?
1: This is so dumb.
0: (laughs) Or incredible.
2: I'll say true again.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll go false. Just to go false? (laughs) Ben, you are? Incorrect. 0 for 2. (laughs) It is true. The inventor of the Frisbee was cremated and turned into a Frisbee Frisbee. That is passion. Wow. Like that's,
1: he doesn't care. He did. I don't know if what family, I'm so like, passionate about that. Yeah. Like
0: when I'm cremated or when I die, I got it. I would be tur- what, what crucifix? Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if that's okay <laughs> that you said that. <laughs> All right. There's a, there's a third oh one, and then goodness. we'll move on to the the good stuff. So, cold water is just as cleaning as warm water.
1: Yeah, I think that's true for sure. He's I'm He's read this. I feel like I've read this in multiple things, but. Not everything you read on the internet is true, but I'm gonna go with true. I'll say false. The answer is true. Oh, they I think died. with
0: modern soaps and yeah. modern detergents, okay. it is less of a big deal what type of water you use because they're hmm. just as effective. However, the argument is warm water uses more energy, so we should all clean with cool water. Yeah, but, if you're not okay. chill
1: with cold water, you hate Ooh. everything.
0: That's like a that's like a <clears throat> that's health a thing, trend. Yeah, yeah it is. also but, it wakes you up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not. I'm not interested.
1: Yeah. but yeah sometimes i'll nice... do
2: like a little second or two at the end of my shower
1: <laughs> I, I, I get said. to see what it's like i'll get the well default it's really
2: good for your skin and hair
1: but when we don't do like a night where the kids like we try to shower the kids at night and if we don't do it we have to do it the next morning mm. and i'll get a default cold shower because every oh, shower yeah he showers you need a bigger water heater. showers so americanism
0: me. right there mm-hmm. well you know got a problem just buy something bigger and better yeah. first world problems man you guys, do we just want to switch the podcast topic? We yeah. talk about cold showers? <laughs> Let's call it consumerism and first world problems. <laughs> no, we already did oh, that. Man. All right, okay, sorry. Anyway, what we are doing is we're diving into yeah, just this sne- series sneak peek, and to do that, we're going to kind of give you the behind the scenes look of why we picked this series, what it means to us, and to do that, The True or False series is at its at its core, it's an apologetics series. So what what is apologetics?
1: yeah apologetics comes from the greek word apologia which actually that greek word is in the bible which we'll get to um but it means literally defense or answer and there's some like a more of a formality to it than just like a, oh i'm just hanging out with my friends uh i almost said like jenna and brena jana <laughs> <Gina> and brennan <laughs> And we're just talking about Jesus, and we're talking about faith, and we're kind of asking questions. And the politics brings a little bit of a more, a more formality to it. Mm. And so in a Christian apologetics, it's the practice of giving reasons, of having an answer for support of why you believe what you believe, um, but then also responding to objections against your faith as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and there's a series of reasons we picked an apologetic series based on that definition. Uh, and really, it just based off, we think it's important. But why is apologetics important? Why do I need to know these answers or have these questions?
1: Yeah, so right away, right, it's biblical, just straight up. One, the, the main way that the Pharisees and Sadducees and the, the leaders of the law and the teachers of the law tried to trip up Jesus um, was to go ask him questions. That's and good. so it's like he had to know. Why he believed what he believed. First uh, Peter three fifteen says, "But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, like to everyone who asks you, um, to give the reason for the hope that you have in mm-hmm. Jesus." And I'm not going to get to the second half. We'll get to that. Later. Oh, I know. I know, I know, I know <laughs> you <laughs> wanted me to. We're going to wait a little bit. But so it's just be prepared. Be prepared mm-hmm. to give a reason because mm-hmm. you're going to get asked questions. Jesus gave us an example um of how to do this well, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's it's just very biblical that's why it's important because we love Jesus,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I love that yeah. you yeah. just tied it into what Jesus encountered so consistently in his ministry, these people coming in opposition to confuse him, trick him, and it's like they're trying to trick God yeah. like in Religion. the flesh that is so crazy, yeah. but that's that was their approach because they didn't know who we, they didn't believe, it. and it hasn't really changed that much at all I mean we see consistently when you're getting into apologetics conversations or or different people who want to tear apart the faith, I mean, they're attacking you with questions of what you believe and why. So that was the second most important reason we probably picked a series like this, is we want you to be able to articulate what you believe and why. There's this article we were reading from, I think it was Christianity Today, and we read it as a family ministry staff, and it was just over and over again, they were seeing one of the greatest harms or pitfalls for christians who were leaving the home or progressing in maturity they were growing up and leaving the faith was that they didn't have a sense of doctrine or understanding of what they actually believed they had Mm -hmm. participated in church they had felt like they had a relationship with jesus they had maybe even been uh, like what they would have said a passionate follower of jesus but they couldn't articulate what they believed and why they couldn't defend what they believed they didn't have necessarily the intellectual the intellectual pieces to go with Mm -hmm. what their heart was feeling yeah. And so when they yeah. went into the world, they grew, up, they grew up, they grew older, and questions came, and life got hard, and these things started to fall apart and unravel mm-hmm. because they didn't have these pieces. So as the Oasis family, we do not want at all for that to happen to you. We want mm-hmm. you to be able to answer what you believe and why, to discuss some of these hard questions, and to walk through that. And when we understand what we believe and why, not only does it help us just better follow Jesus and it helps us continue to be mature Christians, but it helps us navigate culture yeah. as well. Each and every day when we live, you know, when you're encountering different things, you can feed it back through the word, feed it through what you believe in, why, and you can understand, okay, this music, this song, right. this, this movie, this pop culture, I don't know, whatever it is culturally, it's like you can feed it back through what you understand because you've intellectually processed what your faith is. And it just helps you navigate culture better, too. Yeah, so. and mm-hmm. when we
1: take the posture in the sense of wanting to be prepared, to have an answer for the things that we believe and why we believe them. So when, when new trends start to happen, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. man, what would the Bible say? What would Jesus say about this mm-hmm. trend? Um, yeah. So, I mean, things with sexuality. Uh, mm-hmm. Things with, like, even the there's a, there's a reality in the church of, of what it looks like to be in community and in church. Like, there is a continual growing, I think, apathy of, well, I can just have my individual faith. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, man, yeah. do you really actually know what you believe and why you believe and why going to church is important. Like that's an an apologetics question. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you see the things that are happening in our church, in our culture, in the culture of the church even, and are able to try to, like Brennan said, take it through the lens of what we believe and why, and that's being prepared to have an answer for anyone raising questions.
2: Yeah. The last thing that we think is really important um, and why we pick apologetics series is that apologetics gives us the opportunity to be people who learn to ask good questions and become great listeners. And that can kind of... You want,
1: okay. I was just going to make a joke, oh, <laughs> and then I couldn't get the water down in time. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, what?
2: <laughs> oh, geez, classic. Yep. Um, but I think that this goes in two different directions. So um, like Brennan Brenna talked about, one of the reasons that people leave faith is that they haven't asked good questions previously, or they've just thrown up in the church, and they've been taught not to ask questions, oh. and so when they become adults, there's this... I experienced of kind of deconstructing that faith that you had as a child and developing your own faith as a young adult or as an adult. And so getting to a place where you can ask good questions of good leaders and then be a good listener to receive that and, and receive even what scripture says. You've so got to jump I in. I just think
1: that's so good. Like, yeah. like just we, and I wanted to go into like, why, why, why is that? Why do we as churches and even as leaders and pastors, mm-hmm. is there that trend for the co- young adult college ministry, like I'm meeting with students who have, are asking questions for the first time that probably should have been asked a long time ago. Mm. It's like, mm-hmm. why do we just not leave space in the church?
2: I think just the lack of discipleship in okay. general. That's good. I yeah. don't know. I mean, that's my perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, mean,
0: I think there's a ton of reasons. I mean, probably the the clergy mm-hmm. congregation gap where there's mm-hmm. just this intellectual. I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to. Yeah. Or, or even just like culturally in our in our area, it's like, what if I start to park poke holes and it falls apart? Yeah. Like, what if I start to ask these questions and what I've grown up with, what that's I've always good. known starts yeah. to
1: not be what I thought it was. And if it's not, mm-hmm. all of a sudden my whole world gets crushed. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we're not yeah. asking
0: questions for fear of what the answers would be. That's good. Where yeah. it's like, it's the, that like, doesn't make the question any less realistic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
2: Or good. even just the fear of potential repercussions yeah, of good. asking questions, whether that be from church or family yeah, or whatever, because yeah, that's stuff. Totally. What
1: you're challenging this. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but then I think the second cool. facet of that is that once you kind of have that established knowledge within yourself then, as you meet with other people, like Brennan talked about, um, and like we'll talk about here in a second, you um, get really good at being a good listener mm-hmm. to people who ask questions. And I think sometimes Christians are quick to be defensive when we need to just sit and listen. Yeah. Oof, so apologetics at least gives us <laughs> a foundation, and, and maybe even when we know what we should say in those situations, if we practice being good listeners and we yep. can... Give the knowledge with grace and understanding.
1: That's so good, and this is why I waited to do the second half first. Three fifteen. So be prepared to two command. Be prepared to give an answer for people who are going to ask questions for the reason that uh, for the hope that you have in Jesus. Yeah. and He says, "But do this with gentleness and respect," mm-hmm. and that I think is what makes us good question askers and great yeah. listeners. It's. If I can have this approach of having and knowing why I believe what I believe, but doing it with gentleness and respect when the response comes. And then he goes on in verse 16, he says, because when they see you respond in that way, it actually points them to Jesus, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. Mm -hmm. But I struggle with this one. I'm not a gentle person sometimes. Um, I have pride in an ego that if I get challenged and God has done a great work in the last 13 years, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I've seen the importance of responding in certain situations and examples in my life. When so, questions have been asked, I can mm-hmm. see the receptivity even in not, not in believe the other person believing what I'm saying, but at least it doesn't destroy relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm still able to have conversations when I can do that, respond and, give a reason for the hope that I have in Jesus with gentleness and respect Mm because the relationship Mm -hmm. is still established, which ultimately is like, I want to be in relationship with people so that I can point them to Jesus. And if Mm -hmm. I ruin that by being aggressive and over the top and rude Mm -hmm. and loud, uh, which comes across (laughs) as argumentative, it's like that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I
0: think we've talked about it a handful of times already, but James 119, my brothers and sisters take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, Mm -hmm. slow to speak and slow to become angry. Mm Mm-hmm. Like what a word yeah. for just all all conversations, but especially when it comes to this, like it we're instantly every defense flipping through the the note cards of how we're going to respond, but mm-hmm. James is calling us to just be slow to quick to listen, slow to speak, yeah. hear what they're saying, give it give it,
1: give it the room to breathe. Ah. That's so good. It's the it's yeah. the most challenging verse in my life <laughs> for the last like three years. That right there. Yeah. Oof. That. Yeah. So one
2: good. of my favorite things, and I couldn't tell you who told me this, but they said Jesus doesn't need you to defend him. Like the hmm. message of the gospel will be the message of the gospel, and it's true. Like he like it's not it doesn't loses its truth if you didn't defend it well. But that doesn't that's not an out. To say, okay, well, I'm just not going to defend because Bible tells us to to be able to defend what we believe. Yeah, but but, but even need... going in those situations, oh, like you didn't so win that conversation you had, so had with someone right if you gave all the right answers. That's yeah. so good, Jaina.
1: But... I love, well, even just how you phrase it, the idea of Jesus doesn't need you to defend him because he doesn't mm. need you to defend the gospel, but you yeah. need to just know the gospel. But you need to know it. Just yeah. know the gospel. Mm. That's so good. I that's like that. Yeah.
0: So now that we've we flushed out some of the reasons, the importance behind apologetics and all of this, we all wanted to give you just a, a personal example of how it's kind of played out in our lives. Yes, we are all church, pastoral staff, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> but we are also people and Jesus followers like you who live daily lives and have had these conversations with normal people. So I think Jaina's going to start, and it's yeah. just take what you want from these, but we do it too, so you can do it too.
2: Yeah. So when I first moved here, I lived um, in a town that's about 15 minutes away because it was the only place I could find because I moved in February. Weird <laughs> time. But um, but what was cool is that I lived in an apartment complex, and so there were like four apartments that shared like a hallway in. And so I kind of got to know one of the young couples that lived across the hall from me and watched their dog a couple times, which was fun. Um, but uh, the girl, she was a college student, and so – um, she didn't really go to church. I kept inviting her to Oasis, but I'm not sure she ever really came. She might have come once. But um, we met for lunch one time because she was like, I just have so many questions about faith and religion because she'd grown up going to church You know, that classic, my parents make me go, so I'm here. Um, And now as a college student, just was like, I have so many questions and and just don't know if I really believe this. And so we got Mm -hmm. to sit down, and she pulled out a notebook, and she had a list. And she didn't come at me aggressive trying to be like, you know, she wasn't angry or anything, but she was like, these are just all the things I've thought about that I just feel like Christians tend to know, but I just don't know. And so we got to have a really good conversation, and there were times when I said, you know, I don't have the answer for that, Mm -hmm. and that's okay, but... Um, I felt like it was a really restorative conversation. So it can be as simple as that with someone you know, and you can say you don't have all the answers to. I think yeah. that's okay. Probably that's so good.
0: good. I've heard I've heard someone actually preach a whole sermon on how they believe pastors should say, I don't know more. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yep. A whole sermon. I think you went 45 minutes of just explaining <laughs> biblically why you should say, I don't know more, because you don't know all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And it's, the humility in that, the grace in that, it's so mm-hmm. good. Ben, you want to go next?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially right away when I started getting immediately, like, surrendered to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have these conversations all the time with college young adult students, but I'm a college young adult pastor. So, like, this is normal for me. I'm thinking even before I was in ministry, conversations with family members. Like, like, I'm going all in, and my dad, me and my dad had a really, I can distinctly remember having one conversation in the kitchen in here on South Dakota in in the house I, I grew up in and talking about him, trying to explain to him, like, here's why my life has turned around. Here's what I've seen Jesus do in my life. And he was hung up and caught up on the reality, or for him at least, the perception of, I don't understand, I don't believe in hell because it doesn't make sense to me that if God is good, why would he send people there? Mm-hmm. Why would people have to experience what what he has understood to be hell his whole life for him even growing up in, in church? Like, how how is God good <clears throat> if... People go to hell. It doesn't make sense to me. And so, for me, as a first-year follower of Jesus, trying to enter into a convers— an apologetic. So I don't even know the word apologetic yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to enter into a conversation was like, okay, I know my dad. I love my dad. I know my dad loves me, mm-hmm. which is very helpful to yeah. at least have that oh, foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go with like, no, I. This is why I think this happens. Like, if we look at the reality of sin and just trying to go through the little aspects of what I know again at this moment as a follower of Jesus. And he still got to the point like, I don't believe that. I just, I can't believe that. And so for me, it wasn't pushing something too far that was unnecessary to push. Uh, and to ultimately get to a place with my father where it's going to fracture a relationship because I won't let go of a belief that he has yeah. because it's not my job, as Jaina said before, to argue someone into a belief or the- theological mm-hmm. understanding that I have. It's my job to try to give a response and whatever happens, happens in that Um but ultimately coming to the reality, it's like, how do I just love my dad well in this? And even to this day, I would say, he's like, he doesn't believe in the But again, that's just one aspect of it. Yeah. And I've had more. Mm. I did have a question as Jane was talking before we get to yours. Brian. No, that's fine. Go. Yeah. So in this, do you guys think it's okay to opt out of a conversation or a tough question when it's asked? Opt out.
2: <sighs> I've wrestled Ooh. with that very question.
1: <clears throat> so when I was thinking of listening
0: to yours and maybe even a piece of Jane's, I think there's a a level of maintaining relationship mm. for future, hopefully more important questions. That's not not oh, to yeah. diminish the importance of the question mm. asked, but more important questions. Mm-hmm. What well, we've centered on this whole conversation, there's an important question on who's Jesus, what has he done for me? Those yep. are the most important questions. Yep. And mm-hmm. if we're unwilling to opt out, especially in situations where you feel you've discerned there's there's not room for conversation, or there's mm-hmm. not any grace to be received there. How do you continue to keep healthy relationship so that maybe you can answer bigger questions later? It's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how I would t- I mean, tight rope answer yeah. y- yep. <laughs> your question. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. I don't know if I would add anything to yeah, that. What do you think? I mean, obviously, if you don't, don't have answers, don't make them up or don't try to. Huge.
0: Yeah. Create yeah,
1: don't
2: a, don't a false. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: I mean. That's good. So then, even
2: if you're unsure, I think there have been times where people have asked me questions. And I'm like, it's not that I don't know. It's that I'm wrestling with this right now. So I don't feel that in confidence I could tell you yeah. what you should believe about mm, it.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, then the other side of the question is, is it okay to not enter into some of these conversations with people?
2: I mean, yeah, if there's no relationship there. Okay.
1: So here, here's why I ask it. <laughs>
2: I feel <laughs> also, like we're about to be at No, trapped. I, just, I agree.
1: No, no, I just it's what came to my head. No, I agree. Brandon, I agree 100% with what you said. I think there is an aspect. Because even in my relationship with my dad, I still told him what I believed to be truth Mm -hmm. and what I knew of scripture and what I knew of Jesus. Um, And there's an aspect of not pressing to press Mm -hmm. to fracture a relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I've also had moments in my life where I knew I needed to stop. Because if I kept going, Mm. it was going to anger me Mm. and actually do something in my soul that's going to be unhealthy and also just anger the other person mm-hmm. uh and then there's been other times where i've chosen not to enter into a conversation because i knew the person was just going to try and trap me or just mm-hmm. w- wanted nothing to know about me mm-hmm. uh my life literally came had an, had a notebook in hand at church on sunday morning right after i got done leading worship and said the bible says this what can you tell me about it knowing that he obviously disagrees with whatever the church or whatever the bible yeah. says about it. it's like in that it's I'm not gonna enter into a tough conversation that I have made a lot of times only with intimate people in my life mm-hmm. if you're not mm-hmm. willing to actually sit down and let's just have coffee and talk about mm-hmm. each yeah. other's life. Yeah. And so it's like, I think it's okay to discern where you are at with people. Um, it takes, for me, it's taken for sure time to see, okay, are people trying to just get at me? Yeah. Uh, try to get me to trip up so they can say, i have to ask this pastor's question and you screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or do people actually care and want to know? And that has to be a discernment moment. Well,
0: even in the first section of Mere Christianity, I read it way too long ago, but C.S. Lewis breaks that down a little bit. I'm a hardcore paraphrase it, but essentially he's talking about when dealing with non believers, the main question you should ever really answer is questions around the gospel mm-hmm. because the other stuff is so peripheral, it's so confusing. Yeah. It, can be so, it can be a roadblock so, so often that why would you not just stick to the gospel when it comes to unbelievers? Mm-hmm. And again, he's writing a book, Mere Christianity. The basis of Christianity. <laughs> so, of course, he's talking to sticking to just the gospel. But
1: yeah, well, this happens in the church with other believers too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I totally sure. get it. Yep. Oh,
1: that's good.
0: Before I do mine, I actually oh. do have another question. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing final time. <laughs> <clears throat> what role does social media play into oh. apologetics? Stop it! Yeah, don't do it. Just stop. But but it's a good question, just right? Stop. Because it happens.
1: I know, and I'm telling people, knock it off. Yeah, like don't. If you're getting into an argument where you're trying to defend your faith on a po- especially on a post or a comment of mm-hmm. someone others, why yeah. you're create? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get me going here. Um, it just is so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's so unhealthy because you're not just talking to that one person that you and in- want to respond to. It's everyone else reading it, and you don't know where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. So you actually don't know how they're in- you don't know how people are interpreting what you're trying mm-hmm. to say. You can't do follow up. You can't do questions. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very unhealthy.
0: Okay. It's, I think
1: it's very unhealthy and dangerous. Like if you want to have, if you see a post of someone and you want to comment on that and want to respond in some way, then you know what? You message them and say, hey, let's get coffee. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I saw that you put, po- like, what did you mean by this? Mm-hmm. Try to get actually what they actually intended to in it versus assuming you think you know exactly what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that goes back person to person the, person the listening. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: I yeah. mean, you see someone slandering the name of Jesus yep. on social media, yep. you're just supposed to keep
1: scrolling. Why not? What what help does it do for you to respond to that person in a post or comment? Yeah, I agree. Good, but right? I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. Stoked yeah, yeah. in and the just, flames. Yeah. How are you? How are you helping?
2: <laughs> yeah. I like
1: to say. To, I like to say to my daughter because I love her to death. I'll look at her and go, "Okay, Alice, is this helping or hurting?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's three and a half years old, and sometimes she says, "I don't know." I said, "Well, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm laying on my brother who's <laughs> five months old." Like, it's pro- does it? You think that would be helpful to him when you lay on him? <laughs> no. It's like it's probably hurting him.
2: Yeah. But that's a great question to ask that's a good Question with any part of social yep. media
0: <laughs> yeah. everyone just delete all your social media
1: oh okay except for following <laughs> oasis and young adult episode like
0: <laughs> episode like five of the podcast was on social media i, I think know. yeah they, it's they, they one, it. one of our early ones yeah. we'll have to revamp maybe do it again sometime <laughs> oh, but duh. i guess i'm last i'll do a personal example and just kind of talk about some some story i've worked a couple of normal jobs before i worked in ministry i don't know this isn't really a normal job i don't know what to call it but where i was like a waiter or i worked at dairy queen and it was awesome because a lot of times when you're in different jobs like that you're not always busy and there's time to chill there's there's slower hours and in those hours i got to have really cool conversations with a lot of people and i don't think it's anything about those spaces or yeah, I think it was just the opportunity to have conversations with lots of different people where I encountered both stark opposition to the gospel and anything Christian, especially anything revolving church. And then I've I've had people who are just meandering through kind of aimlessly not not having any idea what Christianity or Jesus or the church is about. And in both of those situations, I think it's it's been fun to to try and be the person who <laughs> Someone is screaming happy birthday in the office and we can hear it in the podcast studio. So sorry, we all just lost it. But what I'm saying is, I think everywhere you are, in your classrooms, in your dorm rooms, you have the opportunity to engage multiple types of people when it comes to Christianity. Yeah. And when, it, when you do that, I, I, 1 Peter 3.15, especially the second half, has proven dividends to not only the person I'm having conversations with, but the people watching and listening So, mine's no specific story, but rather just this idea of it's consistently happened to me, and I have been faithful and I have not been faithful to always answer those questions. Mm -hmm. But when I have doing it with gentleness and with the quiet spirit, quick to listen, and really look at what they're asking, because a lot of times the question they're asking is, there's something bigger than that. There's something deeper Mm -hmm. and and harder than what the, the initial question they're asking. So, that'll be my personal story. That's good. And we were we were gonna do a little bit of a an apologetics topic pushing right here. We we're gonna try something, but I think we're actually just gonna skip quite to the end. Yeah, and yeah. we want to give you a a quick overview. I don't even know. Just maybe just highlight yeah, the easy. three the we're whole, gonna do. Yeah, the
1: whole idea of the, of doing a, a podcast is like like this is to. Give you a snapshot a little snapshot of the series we're going to do but why are we doing it so we just play yep. here's why we're mm-hmm. doing it here's what this looks like apologetic series one i mean just we believe in general <clears throat> in the church apologetics is an important thing to at least hit and discuss and and be a part of uh, a normal sunday rhythm and a normal teaching rhythm in the church especially with college and young adults yeah i mean that's just yeah. reality there are there are big questions that get asked when you leave home i had a ton of questions mm-hmm. um and I still do have questions. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to pursue these things, so we want to be a part of helping you navigate some of these. So we're going to do three. We're doing a three-week series. on. It's called True or False. And we got three statements that we're going to press into. them. what is, when are they true or false? So first statement is going to be, um, a good God cannot exist if there's evil in the world. True or false? Number two? Science opposes <laughs> faith. True or false? This one scares me. Just gonna throw that out there. Um, true or false? And then the last one: all religions lead to God. True or false? Hmm. So those are important questions. Those are not, are not bite-sized topics. There, no. 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 I, and I and I'd like to take bites of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible joke. Sorry.
0: But we will answer all of those in yeah. the coming three weeks. So if you're interested, go ahead and hit yeah. the podcast messages. They'll come out every Monday after the Sunday we preach them, and we're. I think the best opportunity, maybe Ben, no, opportunity. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think one of the best opportunities we have is Ben Jane and I are always able to connect with you. Mm-hmm. So if you're a college student in Brookings listening to this, we would love to get coffee or grab a meal. If you're someone who listens from not in Brookings, you can always find our emails on the church website, or you can just DM us on Instagram or Facebook, and we'd love to connect with you and kind of just walk through some of these questions you have, because are there bad questions? Maybe, but we would still wade through some bad questions oh, with sure.
1: you. <laughs> I mean, I think I ask bad questions every single day. There you go. And again, mm-hmm. with this, it's we're not pushing into this stuff. And even in apologetics in general is not to push into it so I know exactly all of the answers to all the questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reality is this should, as as Jana said even before, and what we said is we want to be, be able to ask good questions and be great listeners and understand that sometimes the answer is I don't know. Hmm. this isn't to make sure i have all the answers to everything it's there are some things that are going to be asked that really, really it's am i w- willing to pursue a reason for the hope that i have in jesus yeah. even when those questions are really hard and they don't aren't come out they don't come out black and white mm-hmm. and that's okay
0: yeah that's awesome so we hope this was beneficial yeah, i hope this the series is going to be good as good yeah. as any we've ever done yeah. i honestly think i think it's going to be sweet yeah. so tune in with us if you got any questions hit us up we love you and peace out peace out guys